Hello and welcome to the LCU Coaches Show, brought to you by the Shap Radio Sports Network and the LCU Podcast. You're listening to 99.1 Shap Radio, KLCTLP, Lubbock, Texas. I'm Nathan Carcino, and I'm joined by the head coach of LCU Women's Basketball, Steve Gomez. Coach, welcome back to the show and welcome back from the road trip. What were some of your takeaways from these games in New Mexico last week? Well, yeah, thanks for having me on. I appreciate you and Brennan for going to Portales on uh, on Thursday evening. That's not a short trip. It was a little bit of a drive. So thank you guys for investing so much. Uh, really an important weekend for us. Uh, I mean, every game carries so much weight. And then on the road, even more so, because uh, you, you can tell by scores every every night out in the, in the conference on the women's side, there's some scores that don't make much sense. You know, some of the uh, home teams are beaten teams that may be above them in the standings by a lot of points. And so very challenging. Eastern New Mexico, really a, a dangerous team. I, I just think we look at the, every opponent. I, I told our team, you know, we could win every single game in conference, but we also, we could lose every game. We can't play records. And you can't even look at the comparison of, well, this team did this against them and that team did this against them and we did this. And so every game has a life of its own. And I appreciate our girls this weekend. They took that challenge because uh, at Eastern, we got off to a really good start. Our first quarter was was strong. Second quarter, you know, they hit some tough shots. You know, looking back at video, really, they Eastern played a really good game. You know, they had a couple players that scored really well and it made difficult shots. We were just able to sustain over the third and fourth quarters some clutch baskets, some really important plays in that third quarter that got us a, a lead into the fourth quarter that we kept. And really very similar in Silver City, New Mexico at Western. You know, first quarter, we got off to a, I think we had 11-point lead. Halftime, it was down to three, I believe. And so we came out in the third quarter, had a tremendous third quarter. I think it was either 25 to eight or 28 to five. I'm not sure. It was one of those and really got a cushion. And then in the fourth quarter, continued to play well. So sort of the Similar story in two places. Yeah, the Lady Shaps started that trip. It was a 73-57 win on Thursday in Portales against Eastern New Mexico, led by a pair of 24-point career highs from Audrey Robertson and Reese Schumann. So how impactful are both of those showing to just the depth of this team when you have a game like that where there's such good defense on Foster and Maddox? Yeah, really, I'm proud of our girls. They've just matured so much. Are you losing Marty in Midwestern? A number of games ago, one of our starters, and she brought so much to us in a number of ways. But to then have some other players step into that void, Audrey Robertson over the past, wow, five, six games has really elevated her play. Just, you know, such a great player. I think she's finally feeling healthy. You know, her knee bothered her some. And it seemed like coming back after the break, she's sort of feeling free to play again and uh, has just been doing everything for us. Shooting the ball from three, driving it, uh, defending like crazy. You know, Reese... What a, you know, it's a great story. We want her to continue to grow into that domination role because defensively she's had it, rebounding she's had it, and then offensively last Thursday she sort of found that she can score, especially when someone's locked into Grace so hard. And they really did a good job individually on Grace, but that opened up opportunities for Spurgeon and for uh, Reese to score around the basket. So I appreciate them taking that role and realizing, hey, it's my turn to score. And Grace being patient, finding opportunities to pass the ball. And I think she had a great number of assists this weekend. So we've got to learn how to make the best of every night and everybody contribute. And one night it might be, you know, a Macy's night. It might be, you know, Shaley's night to score or Audrey. They all have to be ready. And so uh, very, that's a big part of our development. 
Yeah, we talked to Audrey at halftime of that men's game on Thursday, and she mentioned the growth of Reese Schumann and in her junior season having to be thrown into the starting lineup and got all this new additional playing time. So throughout the course of that game, you can see that the openings were there down low to get it to either Audrey Spurgeon or Schumann. So as those opportunities continue to show up, how much of that confidence did you see grow in those two in in the interior? Yeah, and I just, I think the whole team just lights up when they see, you know, because we know what Reese is able to do. We've seen it in practice. We've seen it in spurts, but she, it's like, she's beginning to realize I'm a pretty good basketball player. <laughs> and when she takes that mindset, you know, the team is always, you know, so excited and pushing her to do it. Uh, you know, again, Audrey Spurgeon, her physicality, you know, she doesn't have the length and the athleticism that Reese has, but she brings a different type of toughness for us. And when we can have those two being productive along with Grace, uh, it's a really good trio of size and, and strength around the basket. Now, looking at the Saturday matchup, LCU traveled to Silver City, got a 63-40 win over Western New Mexico. And like you mentioned earlier, both of these games kind of had a flip switch in halftime and then going into the second half, strong third quarters that made that cushion uh, lead to a win. So talk about this team's ability to make adjustments at the halftime break and then carry on to the game when these games matter the most in the season. Yeah. I, I, to me, it's just a, a level of growth and maturity. You know, having some kids back from last year, of course, we had some experience, but every team has its own, has to go its own path. And this team, you know, we weren't real consistent the first semester. We, we had a lot of ups and downs, and I've, we've just seen sort of a mentality change of realizing how good we can be. And we've got to stop fighting ourselves in terms of inconsistencies. Sometimes we're creating our own problems, and we haven't done that lately. So going into those half times, you know, there was not big strategy changes. It was just more of a determination that we're going to play 40 minutes. And if we have a stretch where the other team matches it and plays well, that's good. I mean, we want to have competition. But we just, I think, have grown over those two home games that were really close and then these road games that we've won so far. You know, we we can fight to the end, and we're going to be determined to make the plays. And, you know, Macy, Audrey, Grace, you know, down the stretches have been making really important plays. You know, Shaley always just is clutch for us defensively. And then when she's shooting the ball, it even opens the court up even more. Yeah, last week we got to sit down with the new athletic director here for LCU, Andrew Sorrells, and he had just been to the Angelo State games. Very exciting night for both teams, and he was most impressed with your out-of-timeout situations and the plays you called and the perfect execution nearly every play. So could you talk to us a little bit about that creativity and then the ability to put your players in the position for them to execute like that? You know, so much of, uh, I think our players, I appreciate their willingness to learn, to, to grow, and, and to absorb stuff. So we, we do have a lot of things that we can draw up, you know, a lot of plays, a lot of set plays, out of bounds. Uh, but so much of that, it still comes down to a player making a play at the right time. And so, you know, our girls, we did, we came out and, and ran some actions, but it came down to Grace or Macy or, you know, one of them making the shot, making the play. And so uh, it is something that we gonna, we're going to need to continue to do. We've always said we can't go play five one-on-one games. We're not going to beat any team in our conference if we try to play iso ball and just let each person take their turn. We've got to work together. We have to execute, make the right pass, set the right screen, and then make the right read. And then hopefully the shot goes in. You know, sometimes you can draw a perfect play and you miss the shot. It doesn't mean it was wrong. It's just tough luck. So uh, it's a combination, And but I appreciate our kids who – 
have the the mentality and the toughness to go execute in pressure. In this one against the Mustangs, Grace and Macy were back to their scoring ways. Foster finished with a game-high 22 points, and Maddox went a perfect 6-for-6 from the field with 8 assists. Not only did this win keep LCU undefeated in division play, but they also got their 6th straight road win of the season. So from the sideline, how easy does this make your job when they're playing as steady on the road as if they were at home? Well, that's a big sign of maturity, and it it, it doesn't give you, you know, contentment going into games or total at ease, but there's a piece of knowing we've done it, we can do it. They're starting to play with a, a confidence level that that leads to good play in, in those clutch times. And, you know, a lot of it also comes down to taking care of the ball. I mean, I we can't say enough of our last I mean, four or six games of our ball security has been so much better. You know, Macy Maddox, it's amazing what her assist turnover numbers are over the last four or five games. But that then leads to the whole team. Because uh, when you're not turning the ball over and when we can get our defense set, especially on the road, you have to rebound and not turn the ball over on the road, that'll make that'll give you a shot on the road. And so, you know, those are some some things that have gone better. And I think we're at a we sure can't be at a comfortable place, but we're at a we're, we're on a good edge, playing with an edge, but not you know, having an anxiety. We haven't had long stretches of poor play. We've been consistent. Yeah, we have a big weekend coming up uh, here back at the Rip Griffin Center this week with some exciting teams coming. Some of the best matchups in the Lone Star Conference. First, the Lady Shaps welcome UT Tyler on Thursday, and then they'll uh, bring in the Pioneers of Texas Women's on Saturday. So a lot of big one-on-one matchups, some great team play, and some great coaches in attendance as well for these two. And a lot of the focus on the interior with some of these key players on both squads. So with the Lady Shaps having found some of that rhythm scoring the ball on the inside how much of that formula will be translated to this weekend as well yeah we we have to continue to to be a physical team and you know not a fouling team but posting up strong you know, rebounding screening being physical on defense with our feet and our body and uh you know those are huge uh a huge part of the success we've had and coming into this weekend you know it's always the next game is the biggest game i mean we just had two huge games and so Thursday night's a big game because it's the next one. And again, it's a good team, but we've got to worry about playing to our competition. And if we can play to the level that we can compete at every possession for 40 minutes, I just think we have a good chance to win every game and not necessarily worrying about who we're playing. we got to play to our standard. And uh, so it'll, it'll be a fun weekend. And I do know that there's going to be some individual challenges, but we can't get into an individual game where it's, you know, they did that, so I'm going to go do this. We have to stick together and play well. Now, before we go, there have been some great showings from the LCU student section in recent weeks. Uh, so what could you say about how the Lady Shaps feed off of that energy in the rip and how much you're looking forward to another atmosphere like that? This yeah, week? what a tremendous time. It, just so much fun playing in those games. I know it gives extra positive energy to our players. Uh, and we we needed it. That last weekend when we were here Thursday and Saturday, you know, it's one of those things you don't know if you don't know if you win those games without that extra burst of uh, intensity that the fans bring. Those students are tremendous down there. They bring a just a joy, fun atmosphere. Man, it it ha- does have an effect on opponents. I and mean, we've we've seen it. You know, as a road team, when a team when a crowd is really on you, it can create some uh, anxiety, perhaps. And we want to do that in our opponents and let it just spur us on to good play again. Uh, 
I just think we have a great group of girls and, you know, they're fun to watch. They're fun to be around and we want to continue getting people to come out and watch them. Uh, so appreciate, you know, Hunter Lively and, uh, you know, Abriana, all the, the people that are helping to create opportunities to get the students there. And then hopefully we'll go out and give them something fun to watch. Absolutely. Well, we're looking forward to two more great games this week at the Rip Griffin Center. We'll have UT Tyler on Thursday and then Texas Women's on Saturday. So coach, it's always a pleasure. Thank you for being on the show and best of luck this week. Tremendous. Thank you, Nathan. That was Lady Shep head basketball coach Steve Gomez. Stay tuned for more on the LCU Coaches Show on 99.1 Shep Radio and the LCU Podcast. We're back with the LCU Coaches Show live on 99.1 Shap Radio and on demand on the LCU Podcast. I'm Brendan Riker, and I am now joined by LCU head men's basketball coach Todd Duncan. Coach, how are you today? Doing great, Brennan. Thanks for having me. It's been a long time since we've had you on the Coach's Show, but before we get into any basketball, I just want to briefly mention that something that Nathan uh, just talked to Coach Gomez about, and that is the hiring of new athletic director Andrew Sorrells. Uh, what has it been like working with him so far? Yeah, it's been great. I've known Andrew... Uh a little bit um, before he got here, just uh, we go to the same church. He's good friends with Parker Hicks, former player of ours, and uh, just through the basketball circle. So, and I uh, knew his granddad and his parents just from uh, being around Lubbock and just through life. So, uh, someone that we're familiar with, and uh, I'm excited about him. Brings a lot of energy. Uh, he's been at a high level, and I think he's just the the type person that's going to succeed in whatever he. He does in life, and uh, I'm glad to, to have him a part of our program, and and hopefully um, we'll see great things, and and I believe we will. We talked to him last week on the LCU Coaches Show, and, and I can see what you see with the enthusiasm and the vision. So we had a really fun time talking with him. He seems to be uh, a great fit here at LCU, especially with uh, Christ-centered competition. Now, uh, since we the last time we did talk was about probably the start of conference play and now since then the chaparrales have an overall record 13 and 5 8 and 2 in lone star conference play uh, coach what has the progression of this team looked like from the start of conference play to this point now well i think you've uh you just see like every game that we play is going to be a battle in the league so i think our attention to detail winning uh close ball games going on the road finding a way, I mean, being able to make an adjustment here or there. I think early in the year, some of those things, your trial and error, I think now we kind of know who we can depend on, how we want to play, need to play to win. Um, that's been proven in some of the wins and even the losses, you know, have uh, kind of showed us that, you know, this is the route that we need to take if we're going to be successful going forward. And uh, a lot of games left. And so uh, we just got to stay locked in, continue to work hard. Our guys... Um, have been really good about just um, dialed in, working hard. They love basketball. They love each other. And uh, that makes it enjoyable. This time of year, uh, you know, there's a little juice coming off the holidays, but then you get in kind of this stretch of the season and uh, with classes, with travel, with practice, the games, you know, you just got to really have a desire to to be your best, to continue to march on and, and give the effort that it takes. So, I'm glad to to have a group that does that. The strength offensively for this team, and to no surprise to anyone who does follow the LCU men's basketball program, is the three-point shooting for the Shaps. But 
it's it's not just uh you know obviously a lot of makes per game and a lot of attempts per game but what makes this team so effective in its three-point shooting well i think we try to we call them room and rhythm shots like we want to not just shoot a three we want to take the right shot um, we have guys who can get to the paint and then those shots are maybe a little higher percentage when they're coming out from the basket than we call them lateral threes where the pass is kind of up the floor or are laterally made. So you put pressure on the defense if you can get it in the paint, collapses them. The guy with the ball may have an easier shot around the rim. Uh, or if he's driving it to kick it out, I just think it's a higher percentage shot. And, and we have good shooters and uh, giving them the freedom to take those shots when they have the opportunity. So... Um, you know, it's just playing in space, using the whole court out there, taking advantage of, of some of the strengths that, that our guys have. And, and the guys who are good at getting to the basket are, are good about doing that and then being a willing passer. You just talked about how, you know, around this season, you can kind of tell, okay, this is what we're really good at. This is what we kind of need to work on. What is one thing right now that you see from this team and think, okay, we got to get better at this as we uh, get closer coming down the home stretch of conference play? I would point to probably just containing the basketball off the dribble. Um, we have gotten better at that. It's just something we continue to need to improve on to where we can guard our yard, we call it, and uh, keep our man in front of us because same thing on the other end when we're able to beat our guy and get to the rim and and spray it out to different shooters, it's, a, it's an easier offense. So if we're letting the opponent do that, subsequently it's a good offense for them. So we just got to do a better job of plugging gaps, um, containing the ball, and just recognizing on the scout who's a driver, who's a shooter. Um, just just things of that nature. I would say there's one thing. There's always you know a thousand little things within that, but for, as for the big picture, that would be one area. Looking at some personnel for this team right now, it's still Tyrus Morton leading the way in this offense. And again, we've we've talked about it, you know, in, in our conversations, but it's not the three point shooting that makes him effective because he doesn't really take a lot of threes. But what makes him such a dynamic player on the not only on the offensive end, but also on the defensive end, because he can get down both ends of the floor. Yeah, he's a he's just a supreme athlete. So he can uh, you give him open space or free air, you know, he's going to take advantage of his his uh, his abilities. Um, he's a great defensive rebounder. Um, he's a great open court slasher finisher. Um, he's a capable shooter. Um, it just for him is don't settle for that when you have these other areas of strength. Um, but he's. He's been a tremendous addition. Um, having those shooters around him has, has made it a, a good complementary style of basketball where he can play to his strengths. Other guys can play to theirs. And, uh, you know, he's long. He can guard a bigger player. He's really positionless in a lot of ways. He could probably play one through five if needed. And times we've gone small, times we've had him with the ball. So, uh, or he's guarded the post when we've got small. So he can pretty much do it all at any spot on the court. And, uh, and he's just a great teammate. He's a guy who shows up every day willing to work, get better. You know, that those are the things that, you know, we appreciate about him as well. In addition to Tyrus, uh, four players averaging double figures between him, uh, Najee Muhammad, Ethan Duncan, and Aaron Gonzalez, Ty Caswell and Kendall Dower close behind that at 
uh, eight points per game, solid eight points uh, per game. Uh, out of those names mentioned beyond Tyrus, uh, who has made the most critical impact offensively? Yeah, that would uh, that would be hard to say. I think we've seen Najee be more aggressive, which we wanted him to be. Um, Aaron is just steady, solid. I think uh, Ty is steady on defense. We'd like to continue to get him going offensively. And then I think Kendall and Ethan have the capability to, to go for high numbers. Um, it's just consistently getting that from them. So really all those guys um, make an impact. And part of what I think that makes us a little um, – some of our successes are we're well-rounded in a sense that, you know, we have six, seven guys that on any given night can – can exceed their average, maybe even have a big night. We've seen Kendall get 30, Ethan get 30. We've, you know, uh, Ty's had big games. Obviously, Aaron, I, I just, he's just steady, and you can almost write in the book what he's going to do for you. He's just really been uh, doing great this year. Najib, Tyrus, as we mentioned, and I think we've, you know, Kurt, Vito, Fletcher, some of these other guys off the bench, I think, and Trey Thompson, they can come in and help us. And, uh, you know, we have we have uh, guys on that bench. If we can get some more consistency out of them, I think will just add to that group that we've been talking about. Their chaparrales have only fell twice in Lone Star Conference play, and they were both to, to West Division opponents in Midwestern State and Eastern New Mexico. Up until this point, you've played everyone in the West Division, with the exception of West Texas West Texas A and M, which will come uh, at the end of the regular season. What do you make of this division? Well, I mean, uh, it's shown just through the interconference play. I mean, it's 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 tough as nails. There's no nights off. We saw Cameron beat Angelo State. We saw Eastern go and beat Dallas Baptist, who's a top you know ten team on the. They went to DBU and won. Uh, you know, now that we've seen everybody, it is what we thought it would be. Um, there's no game where you go into it which it's never been this way, but uh, every game is a battle. And you just know, like, we need to protect home court. We need to go on the road and be solid. Um, you know, we're going to kind of all beat each other up. I mean, right now, WT's um, the one team without a blemish on its record, um, which, you know, they've traditionally been really good and are again. Uh, but we just have to, uh, you know, stay locked in and, and not stub our toe where we shouldn't and and uh, try to continue to get better so that we're in the hunt, you know, late in the season. Would you say the West Division is tougher than the East Division? Uh, I would say just overall the record has maybe shown that. Um, but I haven't delved into it too deeply to know exactly. I still think there's a lot of really good teams on the East. Um, and some teams that we played earlier, like Oklahoma Christian, are getting a lot, you know, gotten better and had some really big wins here recently and catapulted near the top of that division. So, um, of course, we'll see Tyler and Dallas Baptist this weekend. It's, uh, you know, it's marginal if it is, you know. I think uh, we just have to not overlook anyone or underestimate anyone. We're talking with head men's basketball coach Todd Duncan here on the LCU Coaches Show. Quickly looking at last week, we talked about uh, Eastern New Mexico. Last week was the trip through New Mexico. You started Thursday in Portales and then you worked your way to Silver City on Saturday to play Western New Mexico. Uh, of course, Eastern won that game Thursday, 80-72, to 72, despite career high from Najib, uh, 26 points. 
And make no mistake, and, and I think a lot of people who I've talked to, they're like, wow, that surprised me. To you, it probably doesn't surprise you because you've seen what Eastern has done and you see just how good of a team they are and how much improved they've been from previous seasons, especially under head coach Brent Owen. Uh, on In Thursday's game, how was Eastern able to execute? Well, they're very uh, talented, and a lot of people there have said they think it's the best team Eastern's had um, in their program's history. And uh, they have a lot of size. I mean, they look like a power five team out on the court, you know, um, multiple seven-footers, some six-eight, six-nines. Um, everybody they starts, I think, six-three and above. And so they they looked the part, and then they play the part. I mean, you've there's very little margin of error with them playing them there at home where they, you know, have been really good the last few years. Uh, and we just – we didn't shoot it well. We had a couple of key guys struggle offensively. I thought our shot selection was pretty poor. And uh, all that said, and we're, you know, one or two-point game there um, for most of the second half till they made a little run. And then at the end, we kind of just had to play the foul game and take some chances. And, uh, you know, that being said, we're right there uh, – but, I mean, they're good. We knew they were good. It wasn't like, uh, you know, I mean, we were disappointed, no question about it. But uh, it wasn't a gimme game by any stretch. And they're, you know, they've shown that they're really good. And uh, it'll be a challenge to the next time we get them as well. And then going to Western New Mexico is a, is a long trip. It's a tough place to play. And a team that's... Uh, that's competitive, that is going to play really hard for 40 minutes, and they're going to make you work for – you better show up ready to compete. So we had to – you know, we just say we got to have amnesia. You know, you got to learn from it, but then in a way you got to forget it and be on to the next one. So it's that delicate balance of let's let's get better, let's show these things where we need to do um, much better in, but let's also not let Eastern beat us twice because we're still, you know, licking our wounds from that. we got to – we got to turn around, and that's that's sports, that's competition, that's life on the road, et cetera. And you know, fortunately, we're able to do that. That win against Western New Mexico was a seventy-one to sixty-one final. How, how important was it to get that rebound win, especially on the road? And then you consider last season the Chaparrales fell in Silver City to Western New Mexico. Yeah, I mean, last year was a tough loss, but. Uh, at the same time, new group of guys. We just got to go figure out a way to win this year. I mean, and that's what we were able to do. So it was huge. Knowing we were coming back home, uh, knowing that, uh, you know, Western has played a lot of people close. They've gone on the road and had some big wins. Uh, we just couldn't take for granted that, uh, you know, we were just going to roll in there and, and get the victory. And so I thought we played pretty well, and uh, they did as well. And uh, they made tough shots. We could never pull away. Um, you know, they made us earn it and, and fight to the very end for it. Looking forward to this week, the LCU Chaparrales have two home games, Thursday versus the University of Texas at Tyler Patriots, and Saturday versus the top 10 ranked Dallas Baptist Patriots. And anytime we talk, I know you you don't want to look ahead to Saturday. You're focused on Thursday. So Thursday, it's UT Tyler. What do you know about these guys? Uh, they're very well coached. Uh, they play extremely hard. Uh, they run good stuff. Um, you know, they had Eastern beat, lost by one recently. So uh, 
you know, you just look at some of the talented teams they've played and competed with and, and realize, uh, just like I spoke about, really, and I say this about every game, it's its own battle. Uh, you can't look ahead. You got to stay focused on the what's in front of you, and and you gotta you gotta execute what you do. And uh, you know, in this league, I just think anyone can beat anyone on any given night. It's it's not about necessarily who you play. It's about how you play, when you play them, how locked in are you. Um, and so, you know, we've we've emphasized that to our guys, and you know, hopefully, we'll be ready for that game. Coach, before we go, is there anything you would like to share with Shap Nation? Well, the last time we were at home, I thought we had tremendous crowds and the great, great support from the student body um, to see those guys on the baseline down there and the energy. And uh, I know our players love that. That makes a huge difference. I don't think as a, a student, you can underestimate how being there and supporting your fellow students um, impacts those guys and the team. So I hope our students will continue to come out and support us and We'll play as hard as we can to make them uh, proud we represent LCU. Coach, thank you so much for your time, and good luck this week. Thanks, Brennan. That was head coach Todd Duncan of the LCU Chaparrales. Join us next week at the same time for the LCU Coaches Show as we visit with Coach Duncan and Steve Gomez right here on 99.1 FM and chapradio.com. You can always catch us on demand on the LCU Podcast and the Shap Radio YouTube channel when I remember to post the audio to the YouTube channel. But of course, if you can't catch it there, always on the LCU Podcast. This week on the Shap Radio Sports Network, you can catch uh, men's action and women's action. Of course, Thursday it is UT Tyler. Women will tip off at 5.30 p.m. And the men will tip off at 7.30 p.m. And Saturday, the women play Texas women's at 1 p.m. And of course, the men play Dallas Baptist at 3 p.m. You can catch all the action on the Shap Radio Sports Network. But be sure to try to make it out to the rip. And if you can't, tune in right here to 99.1 FM and ShapRadio.com. Y'all have a good night and God bless. Thanks for listening to LCU's podcast. For more content like this, go to lcu.edu.